Hi, I'm Jeff. And I'm Marnie. We're two broke teachers who love to travel. Our years of experience traveling on a budget have given us insight into the best and most affordable ways to see the world. Now, we want to share our adventures and knowledge with you. Follow along as we share tips, tricks, and hacks to help you travel the world without breaking the bank. This is Broke Teacher Travel Podcast. Hi, welcome to Broke Teachers Travel Podcast. I'm Marnie. And I'm Jeff. And this is episode five. We're going to talk today about traveling with children of different ages. All right, that's something that we have a lot of experience with. Yes, we do. First and foremost, pack your patience. Kids are not easy people to deal with all the time. And neither are adults. No, they're not. (laughs) We love them, but traveling with children is a little bit different. You have to think about some things. You've got to put a lot of thought into things beforehand. What are some of the things you think are important when you travel with kids? Well, one thing I think that is extremely important, especially if you're traveling domestically, is try to keep the kids on the same routines that they normally are on. You know, eat breakfast around the same time, lunch around the same time. If they're really young and they have a nap time, try to settle that in for their nap time. Um, You know, things like that, um, you know. Yeah, I agree. Young children should definitely follow their regular nap schedule, even, even if they're napping in a stroller or if they're napping in your lap under a tree that's shady somewhere, that's fine, or just somewhere quiet if they're really young. That will work. It's best to get them back in a bed if you can because it follows their normal routine. But if not, do what you got to do. Don't try to be super parent and push through, push through to the point that your patience expires. Like Marnie said, pack your patience. That's one of the biggest things. Um, You know, take breaks frequently. Again, not just for your kids, but for yourself. It makes everything so much better. You know, it really does, those breaks. And sometimes those are where the moments come in. The moments in your vacation that you just, that bond happens. Sometimes it's during the breaks. You also need to give young children time to run. They have been either in a car or on a plane or in a museum or doing something where they are not getting that freedom that they need to run out that energy all day. And all kids, you know, need time. They need breaks, um, like Marnie said, to run out that energy. Because if they don't run out that energy when you're trying to sleep that night at the hotel, they're going to run it out then. And you know what else? Sometimes they need a break from you. Oh, dang. All right. (laughs) Never for me. I mean, parents and children need breaks from each other sometimes. And for the kids, give them something to look forward to. Um, I know one of the things when, you know, I've traveled with my kids, you know, we don't always... You know, my, my daughter says I have an unhealthy obsession obs- obsession with dead people because I love to go to memorials and cemeteries and things like that. But if you throw in something like, um, you know, a Converse custom shoes from New York City, then then that makes everything or a little bit better. to the Lego store or something. Yeah, oh, there's yeah. lots of different things. And you don't always have to buy that stuff. No, Sometimes no, it's you just don't. Go, go to have fun. Right. Absolutely. And if you're going on a road trip, Frequent breaks are super important. Being trapped in that car is not fun for those little bodies who need to move constantly. People forget how much little children need to move. As a teacher of the little ones, I see it every day. They are not 
meant to sit all day like we have them doing sometimes. They need to move around. So let them stand up and do something for a little while. Stop somewhere. Let them run around. And having taught middle school and high school and even college, those guys, they don't want to sit around all day either. You know, something about moving in motion. Um, One of the the things that I also think about is for um, the young kids, especially if you're on a plane, um, I always think that the best way to pack is in a backpack. So that way you have both of your hands free to, um, you know. Yeah. To To hold their hands. To to hold their hands, to, I don't want to say handle the kids, but that's what you're doing. You (laughs) want to make sure everything's good with them. Yeah. Yeah. You want to keep your hand on them so you know they're safe. They are with you at all times. They're not wandering off or anything like that. And back to the road trip thing, I forgot to add something there and I kind of want to add it in real quick. Play games with them. Play road games. It's so much fun. And Don't go with the old school ones that they're bored with. Find something new. Take pictures and use them along the way and let the older kids meme the pictures. That's a lot of fun. That sounds pretty cool. I guess they didn't have that technology, but a good game of I Spy is pretty good. Oh, yeah. And the the 50, uh, try to see who could find the 50 tags from the different states first. That's a lot of fun. Yeah. 100%. That's a good go-to. Make sure that when you go somewhere like a theme park or a museum or actually just anywhere you go that you're on a vacation, make sure you dress your children in brightly colored clothes, maybe even match the colors so they are easy to locate if one happens to get a little too far ahead or a little too far behind. They are easy to spot and you know where your babies are. Now, for the middle schoolers and the tweens and They're the, uh, the yeah, they, they are not going to buy into that. It's as cool as it is. But definitely for your young kids, um, you know, dress them, you know, in, in something that's bright. Um, also for the older kids, you know, it doesn't have to be something that matches mom and dad, but no. you know, a bright colored shirt or something like that could definitely help out there. Yeah, let them pick out the shirt too. That helps. I mean, it helps them buy into the idea. Now, um, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just saying that I really think that helps with the little ones, especially. Though. Well, and I think another thing that is cool is to always have like a surprise for the kids. You know, mm-hmm. something, hey, if they want it to go to a movie, um, if they want it to, um, there's a certain game, a certain arcade, something like that. There's all sorts of cool things, whether it be on cruises, whether it be in a historical district. There is something for kids and everybody You know, anytime there's something cool for adults, generally there's something cool for kids. And so just give them something to look forward to. Yeah. And another thing to think about, and this can be pre-planned, if you're, whether you're doing a road trip or whether you're flying, it doesn't matter. However you're getting there, pack some special snacks. Make sure they have something that they don't get every day. So it's a little bit new to them and it keeps their interest and it's fun and dad don't eat all the snacks do not dig around in their backpack yes and, dad and, and take <laughs> and take their take their twizzlers and all of the the gummy bears and the good stuff don't do that that's probably a little wrong frowned upon yeah a little <laughs> um you know when when you're traveling especially with young kids you know safety is of the utmost importance and so one of the things that um, for the youngest kids, you know, put tags on the kids on the inside of their clothes with their name, with your phone number. Um, also with, uh, 
the older kids, make sure that they know the hotel, make sure they have your phone number written somewhere other than just stored in their cell phone. Because if they lose their cell phone, then, you know, they're, then they're in a crisis. So, um, you know, maybe on a, a piece of notebook or note card or something like that, write the hotel, write your phone number and have them put it in several places in addition to the phone screenshot and that and everything. Yes, definitely, because safety, like you said, safety is key when you travel. Make sure you come up with a meeting place for the older kids. If you're going to get separated or if you just want to meet up at a certain time, designate a specific place and time to meet. We used to pick guest relations at park clothes every time we would go to Disney. Our kids knew if they got separated or if we decided to split up for the night and go our own ways, parents go one way, kids go the other, we would meet at guest relations at whatever time the park closed. Yeah, um, one of the cool things, I think, with um, the older kids, and this happened quite often with, with our son, is that we were able to take some of his friends on vacation with us. We already paid for the hotel. We already um, paid you know, mo- mostly for, for a lot of the, you know, the amenities and things like that. And so... Um, it's really not that much extra to bring a friend. The cool thing about having a friend with the older kids is that they entertain each other. Yes, they really do. And it's fun. It brings that sense of home that they miss because they at the teenage years, they are tied to their friends. That is really, really important to bring that in. Consider allowing your older children, too, to travel with people that you trust, friends, family members, let them have that freedom and give them the chance to see the world. You know, and that's one of the things, especially as teachers on budgets, we have a lot of time, but not a lot of money. And so to give a kid an opportunity to go to Europe and just for the price of their plane ticket, I mean, that's a cool deal. You know, while we may not be able to afford, you know, five or $6,000 for the family of four, why not just give your kid that experience if you can't have it collectively as a group? And it's a memory to last a lifetime. I mean, to know that they achieve that stage in life that they feel mature enough to do something like that that's a big deal it's a big confidence builder in our kids and it teaches them independence for the younger kids especially uh, places like disney and you know even theme you know in most theme parks and even some museums and things like that they have stroller rentals so um you know i do recommend if we can uh carry the one of the umbrella strollers they're not very big not very heavy but they still, after time, could become annoying. So sometimes it's just easier to rent um, a stroller when you get there. And they usually deliver to your hotel. And you can also rent things like pack and place, things like that. They have lots of different things you can rent. That's really cool. Um, again, you know, I know Disney rents those big, humongous strollers, and they're they're nice, but you know they they get in the way, and sometimes. Uh, you know, you, you see people with like four kids in there and it's, yeah. <laughs> uh, it, but you know, strollers, that's one thing to, to deal with, especially with younger kids. And if you are going to a theme park, make sure you check their stroller requirement, the sizes on them, because a lot of them are cracking down on that now. Um, another thing to check is check your child's height before you leave. Oh yeah. If you're going to a theme park, a lot of people try to fudge this. They try to put things in their shoes and different things to make them taller so they can ride the big rides while you want them to do that don't try it 
please don't try it because it's dangerous. It's it, not safe for the kids. And, you know, and, and it gives the kids something to look forward to mm-hmm. next time. You know, next time you'll be a little bit taller next time. And again, it may not be the answer they want, but nothing is, is you know, and we've seen this personally when we worked in the theme parks, um, that a kid gets there and we measure his height and he's not tall enough or she's not tall enough. And then it's heartbreaking at that moment. And there's really nothing that we can do. No, not at all. And it's, it makes them feel even worse if they have tried to, tried to get there, you know, tried to do all the things. Just check it before you go. That way, you know, and you can distract them and do something else. Um, other things for kids of all ages, some sort of busy box for the car, for the plane, something that they readily have, you know, maybe on their carry on backpack there, they're going to keep with them. So you could have their action figures their Legos their dolls, whatever the case is. Um, although my daughter would say the action figures and dolls are the same thing. They're not. <laughs> um, but you know, something that, that keeps the kids busy. And if your child needs special accommodations of any kind, check with the destination where you're going, whether it be a theme park or if you're traveling abroad, wherever you're going. There are all types of resources for children that have needs that need to be met. There are passes to help them not have to wait in lines, quiet spaces. I know that, um, I believe it's SeaWorld and Discovery Cove, I believe, have some spaces for children on the autism spectrum that they can go and find a quiet spot to kind of reset things like that just check around there are all sorts of things to help our children and um, another thing that I think is important for young kids and Marnie touched on this in our last episode was to make sure that you practice with young kids okay again we talked about in the last episode going through the um, the whole uh, process as far, as far as boarding, but understand that, you know, there's more than just TSA, but for young kids, when they see the TSA agents in a hurry, trying to be efficient, trying to get people through, you know, their voice gets raised to a young kid. It may seem like the TSA agent is angry at them. Generally, they're not angry at kids. They're angry at adults, but yes. um, it happens. <laughs> um, so those are things to look at. Also, um, you know, the, the, boarding process understand that when you get on the plane this is what's going to happen we're going to have to find this seat there's you know a line and sometimes there's there's pushing so you know don't freak out about that you know um and again that's one of the things for young people with um, the middle schoolers that we took to dc um we didn't have seat assignments in, in this particular airline and so the kids really just sit anywhere do i need to sit between these people is that okay so explain that situation if it's an airline that doesn't assign seats before. I think sometimes people forget that just because the kids are a little bit older, they still need guidance. Right, absolutely. A lot of them have never done this before. And, you know, and, and you know, we want to avoid anxiety for the young kids. We want to avoid anxiety for the parents because it's all intertwined. It really is. And that planning process is important, too including them on that right yeah absolutely you know and um if we if we're looking at if it is an airline where you do purchase the seats hey do you want the window seat do you want the aisle seat here's the advantage if you have to go to the bathroom let's get the aisle seat if you just kind of want to look out and see what's going on the window seat um so so those things are pretty neat and let them help with the trip planning you know where do you want to go where what are some things you like right absolutely that type of thing um Remember when you're traveling with really young ones, 
bring extra clothes in your backpack, in your day bag, because things happen. <coughs> things get spilled. Accidents happen. You need them eventually. It may rain. They may get wet. And a lot of children do not feel comfortable in wet clothes. So just bring extra. Always bring extra wet wipes, those kind of things too. Um, you know, again, you know, you want to make sure that everything is sanitized in the airplane. Um, don't want yes. to go into this big detail because it's going to be another episode later. But, you know, the cleanliness, how deep is, is are the planes cleaned um, in between? So let's make sure that we wipe off our... Um, yeah, everything. Our, our tables. Yeah, wipe <laughs> off everything. And one of your favorite things... Mills eating candy snacks. Snack bags. Snack bags. Okay. <laughs> Again, snack bags on planes. They are important. Um, and a lot of times, you know, the, the airlines do a pretty good job of feeding you, bringing snacks and things like that. But if there's something that you absolutely love, um, go ahead and pack it up. And, um, you know, for my daughter, she always said that we made her be the family pack mule because <laughs> she was assigned to the snack bags. And so as she was walking, people may or may not have been digging around for snacks and yeah, but she was also very good at packing the snack bags, too. And she was also good at eating the snacks. So, uh... <laughs> but the, those snack bags, they're not just for the kids. I mean, they're for the adults, too. And they also help if your child only likes certain items. Make sure you have them with them. Because a lot of kids don't like to eat the things that are served on planes and things like that. They want their normal kid foods. You know, one of the things that, and again, it's always about broke teachers and about oh, yes. how to travel on a budget. One of the things when you eat at some theme parks and, you know, when, once you go to Europe, you'll see things are quite different. That portion size are much smaller. But if we're in a theme park here, portion sizes are pretty good. So if you want a snack, maybe, you know, just split a, a kid's meal and that's a snack for two people. Um, and you know, so that way nothing goes to waste and it's just enough to hold you over to your big meal. Right. Or even a pretzel or anything like that. They're huge. You can definitely share things. Um, make sure you call your airline ahead of time and find out what the infant slash child policy is for the trip because some airlines require that the child have their own seat and others allow for lap sitting up to a certain age. So definitely check into that because it could change the cost of your whole trip there. I mean, because if you have to pay for another ticket, right. then you need to factor that in. That's a big deal on a budget. Um, you know, and, and we mentioned earlier, trying to schedule your flights to coincide with your child's sleep schedule. Um, I know I was just talking about a trip that I'm taking to Turkey this year, and we fly out at approximately 930. It's an 11-hour trip. I'm kind of happy about that because that coincides with when I at least I'm supposed to go to sleep. Yes. And so it's, <laughs> and so it's even better for kids that to try to keep them on a routine. There will be some jet lag. There will be, you know... Um, you know, an acclimation process, but try to at least on that initial trip coincide it with their sleep patterns. And something else to think about, and this needs to be considered very far in advance if you are traveling abroad, children's passports are a little different from adults. There's a little more involved in what they will and won't allow for the children's passports, even babies, and you have to have one for them. Um, make sure to do this 
I would recommend about six months out from your trip because it is a lengthy process. Sometimes it's hard to find a location to get this done. I know they are converting some things to online process. That's renewals. But check into it because, like I said, it is quite involved and it can take some time. So allow enough time for that. And remember to budget for that as well. Okay, another thing we want to look at is, you know, when when you have souvenirs and things like that, it doesn't have to be the most expensive thing. It doesn't have to be the $400 Lego set that is going to get lost in the hotel. You know, it could be something as much as, you know, costing a, a dollar and one cent press pennies. Press th- pennies, th- yes. Throughout Disney, we had press pennies, you know. Press pennies, so we still have press pennies, and and that was that was the memory that we had from those places. Um, in many of the places in Europe, the um, Versailles, for example, or um, Notre Dame, you could go in there and get these uh, little tokens for like two dollars, and it's got you know the 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 picture of them on there, and for a couple bucks, that's really really cool. Um, the thing that's so cool about those is they cost you two bucks, but you come back and you give it to somebody. And it looks like a gold coin. It's not really gold. But they think you spent a lot more money on them than you actually did. So that's kind of cool. Postcards are good, too. Yeah, postcards. Um, and something that, that is kind of cool, um, there are some places where you have um, access to post offices there. And so you, for a fixed rate, can actually mail um, a card from, for example, one of my favorite places is the Vatican. Go to the Vatican post mm-hmm. office and for a few bucks, mail a postcard to the United States with the Vatican stamp on it. Yeah, I actually saw someone on social media the other day that was getting married and they took their wedding invitations to Disney World oh, wow. and mailed them from Main Street. I thought that was kind of cool because they were having a Disney wedding. So why not mail them from there? But yeah, you can mail postcards fairly inexpensively from all over the world. Um, another thing you can think about for your child is to give them a disposable camera. I know, I know it's old school, but that's okay. It's fun to have it developed, and then you're seeing the trip through your child's eyes and what they experience. And let me tell you, those are some of my most treasured memories. We have a scrapbook that our kids put together one summer when we were in Orlando, and it was SeaWorld and Universal and Disney and all of those. And they still, to this day, treasure those pictures. I think it's really cool. Awesome. Um, So what we've been talking about today is traveling with young kids. And what we're probably going to do is we're going to break this episode into two parts. Uh, We still have a lot more information just about kids, so um, traveling with young people. So what we're going to do right now is... Go ahead and take a break here, (laughs) and we'll come back next week with our next episode. I think we're going to take a break between the children and break it up a little bit, and we're going to do grandparents next week. All right, going with grandparents, um, you know... Older aunts, uncles, things like um, people like that. I shouldn't say things like that, um, especially you know if you have an older brother or sister or something like that. Um, but again, you know that that's a whole um, new area of looking at. Some of the things will be overlap, just like with kids. But um, there's some really cool things. And and what we want to do is we want to make sure that you know grandparents enjoy it as much as the kids do. That's one of the special bond that yes. you'll always have. Yes. Remember. Hit the like button, subscribe to our channel, and like us on Twitter, Instagram, 
Facebook. Follow us on all of those. We want to hear from you. Connect with us. Drop us a line. Tell us where you're traveling. Where have you been? Did you just get back from a vacation? We want to hear all about it. But first and foremost, remember, break the monotony. Not the bake. Bye, guys. Have a good week. Thank you.